0: you can show me ad after ad of most of the most amazing tofu. Uh, sorry man I'm going for a steak <laughs> <laughs> Douglas slim and Juanita the podcast
1: so Douglas you said you had to entertain a friend and his family recently so, she's a
0: good friend uh, okay. so he's from Singapore he came to KL <gasps> we decided to, huh?
1: wait you have friends from Singapore <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes I do I mean he's Malaysian nice. He ah, works in Singapore There we go So uh, he was quite happy To work in Malaysia actually But uh, I mean Our action neighbours uh, Offered him so much money So he jumbled lot <laughs> to do right uh, So anyway He came back with his wife And kid And we decided well, Let's catch up at, at this mall okay. But this mall uh, I didn't realise how big it was It was so huge It took me what 20 minutes Just to locate this fella. Uh,
1: that's actually not very long huh? twenty I mean- minutes <laughs> But why didn't you just agree to meet
0: at like a specific place? We did, yeah, but he's got a kid. So, you know, our like, plans will be a bit more fluid uh, when okay, you get a small okay. fella running around. Also, he's been in Singapore for quite a few years already, so he was not too sure of the mall's layout, la. Right. i also not sure, nah. And then he's telling me he's outside the bowling alley.
1: Then just go to the cinema, la. <laughs> <laughs> There's usually one bowling alley in the entire mall and mm. it's always next to the cinema.
0: No, you think this is some Eureka-level secret you're revealing to me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I know But the problem was This mall is so big It had Mm. two cinemas One was in the old wing One was in the new wing So I I asked the staff I said How do I get to the new wing And she was like Oh you want the new new wing Or the old new wing
1: Okay I think I know Which mall you're talking about You know uh? Yeah
0: So the in-mall directions also are quite terrible, you know. And then some of the maps, the what the touchscreen one now uh, we can we can click and they'll show you where to go. Yeah, okay, you are here yeah, and then you have some to of walk. them weren't even working. Oh. Then the shop lot numbering also seemed very chincha. You couldn't make sense out of the whole thing. But okay, you eventually met your friend, yeah? E- eventually, yeah, we found each other. <laughs> but it I took so much time. We only end up having like a quick half an hour makan. Oh, and then man. we spent the next twenty minutes looking for his car park. <laughs> This mall was packed, right? Oh it's always
1: packed. It's like super
0: popular. I have a theory, though. I think it's super packed mm-hmm. because people cannot find their way out. <laughs> <laughs> you think they are shopping? Huh? no, they are lost. <laughs> <laughs> Fly FM. So
1: Douglas had to meet a friend at a mall and got super stressed because it took him all of like 20 minutes to find <laughs> That's a friend. very long,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> But I get it, la. I mean, I get very stressed when I don't know where things are at mall. Mm. I like to know where things are so I can just get in, get what I want,
0: and get out. That's a very guy thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, actually. Chiho uh, has this joke, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. La. He said, right, that the way a guy shops yeah. is the definition of bully blah. You should have believe you blah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm exactly like that. Yeah. Even when I'm shopping for presents, right, I'll, I'll have an idea of what I want. I'll go to the mall, I'll get it, and I'll get out. So,
0: you're not the type who will go to the mall, maybe jalan-jalan a bit, do some window shopping?
1: Yeah. No, I do screen shopping. What? <laughs> I use the laptop screen to look for what I want. <laughs> <laughs> but recently, I had to go to a mall for an
0: event, right? It's quite a new mall, so it's pretty empty. Empty as in not many people there or not many outlets were uh, open? It was both. Oh, okay. Yeah, like really empty. Uh, but because
1: I was there to MC an event, right. the people told me like, okay, this is where you park. You park in B1, this specific place, the number of like...
0: pillar number Yeah,
1: the lot yeah. number and everything. I round around the parking, I couldn't find it. <laughs> got super stressed and I was like, man, I'm running late. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to park B1 near this specific mm. entrance. I went up and luckily, the event uh, store was like right there. Oh! So I was like, yay, now I can go back fast after
0: the event, right? Trouble, like, so you lift back down in your car, boom!
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I get there Ryan Majerai is also there To MC with me Okay. Uh, we rehearse Set up Everything's fine uh, And we have one hour To chill Before okay. the event starts right? And he goes um, Nita I want to get some coffee So why don't we go through The script over coffee I was like Alamak
0: Don't lah You don't know this mall Yeah
1: exactly And he wants to go to A specific coffee place He
0: researched You did not got uh, this place
1: I have no idea <laughs> He said it's there So I was like Okay fine I walk with him We round the mall and I'm in heels yeah. My feet hurt We walk everywhere I have to eventually like Take my heels off And walk around the mall Barefooted Like Whoa. a mad woman
0: So did so you eventually Find the coffee shop or not?
1: No we didn't There was no coffee shop open So we just walked back Did the show
0: I think uh, there was The coffee shop But when they saw you Walking without shoes on They faster close shop <laughs> <laughs> Scared like a one crazy Kaki ayam lady coming Oh, man. Fly FM. So,
1: the US is offering $40,000 for info on the Malaysian fugitive Fat Leonard.
0: (laughs) Okay, this is not the Fly FM fugitive. huh? Okay, (laughs) they all finished already last week. This one is the real fugitive in the US.
1: Yes, so, he was under house arrest in the US but one morning, he cut off his ankle bracelet. (laughs) The US authorities were like, where is this guy, right? They tried contacting him, couldn't find him. Now, he's on the run.
0: Are there any rumours though as to where he might be hiding? Probably still. Still in the US, okay. but because this guy originally hails from Penang. Penang, <laughs> well done, ah, <laughs> La Penang! Your food international, your criminal is international. <laughs> <laughs> so bad.
1: Some say he might have fled back to Penang, although mm. some people say he's got strong contacts in Singapore, so he might be there as well.
0: If he goes to Singapore, uh, he confirmed he won't be fed for longer. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the the food so yucky. Oh. No, but if I had to guess, he's probably in China, cause oh. quite a few of our Malaysian fugitives all tend to part in China. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Have they released any photographs of uh, Fat Leonard?
1: Uh, yes, his, uh, his fugitive photo. Mm. He looks like a snail.
0: What are you saying? <laughs>
1: know, they, they also put his weight and height. Right. But under race, they labeled it white or Hispanic, which is ridiculous lah, because he's from Penang and one look at the fuller, you know he's Eurasian. <laughs>
0: I don't think US knows what Eurasian is. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I'm quite fascinated by his nickname. Like, was he known as Fat Leonard all this while? <laughs> or was he just a normal fella, but kept getting teased about his weight, so he turned to the dark side of a, a life of crime? <laughs> because it also kind of reminds me of this other notorious Malaysian criminal, uh, diary, uh, okay. Botak Chin.
1: Have you heard of him? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, very famous back in the 80s, right? Yeah. For the longest time, I imagined him to be this ruffian, bald, Chinese taiko. Yeah. Botak chin, right? (laughs) Turns out, he had a healthy head of hair, you know. (laughs) There are pictures online, you go check out botak chin. Yeah, but maybe it was his chin that was (laughs) botak. (laughs) <laughs> but, but I think I can help The US catch uh, This Mr. Fat Leonard Because all you need uh, To do is You must think Like a Penangite To catch a Penangite <laughs> So US you, if you're listening This is what you do uh, You set up a stall. <laughs> You set up a You set up a You set up a stall. It must be original
1: Penang yes,
0: and then you, And then you wait You wait uh, for the One fellow who drives In the opposite direction <laughs> He double parks <laughs> Right He gets up He doesn't even Join the line He cut Q throws, He demands for a Discount and brings His own egg <laughs> High chance That's Fat Leonard <laughs> Fly FM
1: there is a Malaysian fugitive that's on the run in the U.S., and people call him Fat Leonard. Which got us talking <laughs> about funny nicknames that people have, la, right? I had a friend um in school that mm. everyone called Dozen. Why? Why was he called Dozen? <laughs> usually his father will come pick him up from school right mm. one day I think the father went to Phuket and came back or whatever the father had dreadlocks
0: Tarzan doesn't have dreadlocks
1: yeah but in the cartoon if you watch it Tarzan looks like he has dreadlocks
0: wow. <laughs> so far man the connection
1: <laughs> we also asked you to send some voice in, Danya. growing up right my cousin who is one year younger than me was called Babe it was around the same time there was a movie about a certain animal named Babe so we found it super funny but turns out right it was actually short for baby because she was the young in the family. So
0: Anita, that means your nickname also baby lah, because you are the youngest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm Angel Baby.
0: I'm stop, Angel. stop, 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 stop.
1: I had this friend nicknamed Banana Boy because he once went over to his girlfriend's house, right? And her parents do him eat a banana, and they never stopped calling him Banana Boy since.
0: So bad. No, having your own family call you a nickname is bad enough, right? So if your girlfriend's family kept calling you Banana Boy, you know. But yo, hey, listen. Don't worry, ah. Because I know this other guy whose girlfriend's family saw him eat roti once. (laughs) (laughs) He's now a very successful businessman with many outlets. You know, Roti Boy? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) F-M.
1: As we all know, Douglas is a Brighton & Hove Albion fan But he's also apparently the leader of Brighton & Hove Supporters Club
0: I'm not the leader, we're not a gang of gangsters Okay, I'm the president, please say it correctly <laughs> How is that different? So, is more presidential lah, the really? name is more official, okay I'm the president of the Malaysian Brighton & Hove Albion Supporters Club And I'm mm-hmm. also its most prolific chant writer <laughs> I've been doing the Brighton chant for a year now And I've churned out quite a few chart toppers Yeah, yeah 7, 8 Brighton and Hof we can be champions. It's just West Ham. Let's trash them, man. We beat MU at their venue. Dreams alive. We are now top five. Woo! Let us win the next one. Then we whack everyone. Enough. <laughs> so something happened over the weekend. Yes. Uh, my management got an email. It was from a Brighton fan who originated from Brighton.
1: Amazing. Yeah.
0: The email, this guy called Steve. Yeah. And he wrote like, "Hey, I heard you are not only a fan, but the self-appointed chairman of the." See wrong again. It's not chairman, president. Why does why does no one get this right?
1: <laughs> but you got the self-appointed, okay.
0: right? <laughs> Self-appointed chairman Of the Malaysia Supporters Club For Brighton & Hove Albion My home is Brighton And I am an Avid fan
1: Wow Yeah, I'm
0: living in KL For the next six months And I would like to apply <laughs> Apply for the vacant position Of CEO
1: Wow This will
0: swell our numbers To two <laughs>
1: At first I thought this Douglas was lying, you know, maybe you don't want to be a lone girl, uh, but it's actually real. We reached out to Steve and he's coming into the studio today.
0: Yeah, and it got me thinking also, I talk about Brighton and Hove Albion. Right? Mm-hmm. I sing about Brighton and Hove Albion. Then suddenly out of the blue, an actual supporter calls me. So yeah. I've decided from now on, uh, I'm going to talk about having a billion dollars. <laughs> sing about having a billion dollars because who knows, then maybe a fat Chinaman who's currently in hiding. Uh, <laughs> Like he will contact me. Oh, he can just bank in the money to my account, now, you know? Do it in small amounts, <laughs> la, 42 million each time. Yeah, like.
1: <laughs> yeah, you wish, But well, we do have the potential CEO of the Malaysian Brighton and Hove Supporters Club. He's coming into the studio next on Fly FM.
0: Fly FM. We
1: have another fan of Brighton and Hove Albion in the studio with us. Steve is here with his wife and niece Shuren as well.
0: Steve, as you know, sent an email to me and he wanted to become the CEO (laughs) (laughs) of the Brighton and Hope Albion Supporters
2: Club of Malaysia. Yeah. Uh, Steve, you grew up in Brighton. No, no, I grew up in the north of England, but okay. Brighton's been my home for many years now, yes. Okay. I've been to Brighton only once. What is it known for, Brighton? Well, it's kind of a town, it's just now a city, which is in the south of England, where you know, lots of people go for a holiday. Some people call it London by the sea.
1: So that's Brighton. I was wondering, what is Hove Albion about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've
2: always had this conversation because okay. I, 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 we know Brighton, yeah, but it's, that's very well known. But the club is called Brighton and Hove, Albion. Brighton and Hove were separate towns. Yeah. Okay. And then about 10 years ago, it got city status as called brighton and hove but uh-huh. the football club has always been called brighton and hove albion because the original ground was in Hove which was just this little football field surrounded by houses right it was the Goldstone ground yeah I used to live about 10 minutes walk from there I could walk to the ground that's what got me started as a fan of Brighton because the story of Brighton and Hove Albion is so amazing it's not one of the big clubs that ground at one point in time they couldn't even play there right if you look at it historically the Goldstone ground was the original ground where Mm. we played many matches but eventually it was bought by developers who made a Big profit out of selling the ground off, Typical. which meant big problems <laughs> for Brighton because mm. they had nowhere to play. Yeah, then so Brighton had to move to uh, where was it? Grimsby uh, Stadium at Gillingham. We had to go to Gillingham. Yeah, it's about seventy miles. It's in Kent to play the home games. Oh wow! And then we were almost, I think, kicked out of the league at one point as well. Yeah, eventually we got our own little ground at uh, Withdean Stadium, uh, which was not an adequate stadium. Right. But the last game at the Goldstone, we had to draw the match. Otherwise, we would have been kicked into the... Conference. Conference league, yes, that's right. And so from there, they slowly like
0: won bit by bit, bit by bit. There was no miracle, right? It was just slogging and hard work to get them to where they are now in the Premiership.
1: And then you lose your manager to Chelsea. This is
2: the the, the latest tragic news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, everyone's depressed because he's such a brilliant guy, Graham Potter mm. Last
0: season, what happened was, I thought we played pretty good We got a very good uh, position Then this year, I was deficit because we lost three of our good players, right? But then, hey, we start winning our matches mm-hmm. We
2: got to fourth in the table
0: And yeah. then these Chelsea thieves crooks Yeah,
2: he's, I think he's made a mistake He's a brilliant coach but Chelsea have a terrible habit of sacking managers. They've had twenty managers in twenty years. Mm. But he will get millions if he's, you know, they get rid of him, you know, because he's got a very strong contract. Okay. But it is a tragedy for Brighton.
1: When did you become a Brighton and Hove Albion fan?
2: Oh, I think when I first lived in Brighton, you know, it was twenty-three. Right. So we're talking about. Forty-five years ago, what was your best memory of watching a Brighton game? It's an easy question, that one. When we were promoted to Premier League, and I was there with my pals, and we beat Wigan two-one, and everyone was very, very happy. Oh man, I wish I wish I was there. Any any, any chance
0: of you writing to to Brighton and Hove and uh, seeing if they were willing to invite the president of the Malaysian fan club? Over there, I can try. <laughs> yeah, it's a simple, simple accommodation, yeah, yeah. first class ticket. Just, yeah. if, if it, whatever, whatever. No this. problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: sure they'll accommodate you.
1: <laughs> Honestly, though, what do you think of Douglas saying that he is the president of the Brighton and Hove Albion Supporters Club? Well, I think club? it's
2: fantastic. You know, I mean, I didn't expect that anyone would have even heard of Brighton Hove Albion here. <laughs> I've got a couple of little anecdotes from my family. Shireen's husband, I said, who are Brighton to me the other day? <laughs>
0: who are Brighton? <laughs> who are Brighton? How rude.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and a couple of years ago, Sheila's niece, when I was talking about Brighton, she said to me, do they have a stadium? <gasps> we so, have So a, I said a, a, to her, no, they play on the beach. <laughs> <laughs>
0: YFM. So we
1: have another Brighton & Hove Albion fan here, Stephen Welburn. He's here with his wife and his niece as well. So we know that Douglas has a Brighton & Hove Albion chant that he does every week. Sometimes twice a week. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he always has a number before he starts. It's either 23, 24 or 15, 16. And then he goes for it.
0: But I've just been told that, uh, I've been doing it wrong all this while. You have. That the Brighton & Hove Albion have an actual original chant. Right, Steve? That's right. Okay, uh, could you show it to me?
2: You ready? One, okay. two, three. Good old Sussex by the sea. Good old Sussex by the sea. We're going up to win the cup with Sussex by the sea. Albion. Albion. That is the original.
0: I finally I finally know I I think mine is better, but <laughs>
1: So are you going to start singing the original Brighton and Ho Albion chant? Let
0: me me bring it back to the committee. (laughs) (laughs) The committee of one, (laughs) where I will do a vote. It will be very transparent. (laughs) And there will be no abuse of power, I promise. Thank you so much for coming here and sharing with me this bit of information and and the chant. I I really appreciate it. What do you think our chances now that we've lost Graham Potter? We don't have a match till we play Liverpool next month.
2: Yeah, tough game, yeah. I think it depends on the, the managerial appointment very much. It's going to be difficult. Big boots to fill, Potter going, you know. Mm. Yeah. The individuals in the Brighton team, they're not stars, but he has a way of getting them to play very, very well together. A machine. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He's tactically brilliant, Potter. So it depends on the new manager. I and mean, the team will function. You know, they're not they're a good bunch of lads. You know, they're going to work hard and... Do their best, and right now th- I just feel that there'll be some slippage.
0: And this is going to be a difficult question, I think, because as Brighton of Albion supporters, we have come to really admire and love. Uh, Graham Potter for what he's done.
2: Will you be happy if he
0: gets sacked within three months in Chelsea?
2: No, I wouldn't be happy for Graham. No, no. I mean, I don't think he's going to ever come back to Brighton. You know, I think that would be wishful thinking. He's Mm. a future England manager, in my opinion. Mm. For sure. Certainty. All right. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Now, Brighton and Hove Albion Supporters Club in Malaysia has an astounding number of two members.
2: (laughs)
0: And more will come You watch We will grow this MLM style You yeah, see yeah, la. yeah. <laughs> Fly FM.
1: So in France They are closing a lot of their public swimming pools Let's
0: go to their MP's house lah I'm sure got what? private pool there <laughs> <laughs> Unless French MPs la, All live like normal people Unlike other countries <laughs> your <penye> MP
1: <laughs> Sudahlah you Okay 30 Uh, public swimming pools around there are being closed in France after their heating costs have gone up. Mm. Now it's no longer viable to keep them running. I think parts of the local government are struggling to meet these like really high bills which have also doubled in some places.
0: I feel we've talked about this energy crisis in Europe for quite a while already. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Until I also got no more energy to talk about this energy crisis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we're in Malaysia, right? We don't realise how bad it can get during the winter. Heating is a lot more expensive than cooling, I think. And it also uses up a lot more energy. Because these pools need to be heated. Too bad now normal pools.
0: Because yeah also all these countries with the four seasons one right. Yeah. Be- but then again, I suppose they can close the pools in the winter, mm-hmm. then open them back in the summer lah. Like in like in Sydney, there's this beach right, Bondi Beach, very nice. Hey,
1: we are talking about pools now. Why are you suddenly talk about beach? <laughs> <or>? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait like Can or not So Bondi Beach During the winter okay. Forget about it right It's too cold to swim And it looks depressing Because there's no sun It's very cloudy It's cold and all this yeah. But in the summer They have this thing called The Bondi Rock Pool mm. It's basically a section uh, Where giant rocks I'm not sure if they're Original or natural rocks Or people put the rocks there yeah. uh, That partition off Part of the sea one So uh-huh. you're walking on the beach There's a part of the sea That's partitioned off by rocks So it looks like a swimming pool But it's actually seawater Very cool
1: Right did you jump in when you went?
0: I took a picture near nearby. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I felt it was a bit dangerous. I'm not a very strong swimmer and technically it is still sea, you know. I mean the current could pull me out and then uh, what if there was a dangerous fish hiding inside like what? Because, No, what? Why Australia has sharks, right? We know this and and sharks have a vendetta against Chinese people. <laughs>
1: Face, la. You're just too shy because you saw all the fit Aussie guys, right? So you're to take off your clothes.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. But true or so, because if I jump inside, uh, confirm that evening Kloa News. Was sighted in Bondi Beach, the fabled Malaysian dugong. Fly <laughs> F. M.
1: So in case you haven't heard Douglas is writing a sea shanty for Malaysia Day yes. in case you don't know what a sea shanty is have a, listen. a ship that put to sea, the name of the ship was a bully of tea the
0: my Is it Irish or Scottish This one I think is uh, just generally the Anglo-Saxon Uh, Because Vikings also got sea shanty
2: Uh, Australians also got
0: their sea shanty Basically those the sailors lah Who went to catch whale Okay
1: Moby Dick Okay yeah. Uh. Well we want to do A Malaysian version
0: Correct But It's for Malaysia Day So yes. it will have Nothing to do with Boats and catching whales And all that yeah. So it'll have to be About Malaysian things uh, So we've asked people To send in uh, words Because you gave me Yesterday You're not very helpful At all You <laughs> gave me two words One was red One was hibiscus Both of I can't use For this shanty
1: <laughs> So we asked you To suggest What the sea shanty Should be mm. about You should do a shanty About how No matter where we are You cannot take The Malaysian out of us uh. That's a- a good ah,
0: suggestion Well nice. done Just this Singapore And say we got better food than them
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, we do that everyday
0: <laughs> You should do your shanty About how Malaysians Always say they're on the way
1: Oh That is good Yeah yeah
0: The, the quirks that Malaysians have Hey keep them coming in uh. If you have other suggestions You can send by email also right? Or, or, huh? or email, to the, who,
1: email to you is I it?
0: don't know how, how can they contact us Team <laughs> Douglasim at douglasteam.com no, Don't give no, no, no. by email <laughs> FM.
1: So there's a new study Which shows that Malaysian Facebook users Aged between 18 to 20 Have the lowest interest In politics
0: hey, 18 to 20 still use Facebook one way <laughs> Right? I thought only people Like my mother's age or use Facebook Because I'm TikTok
1: uh, Yeah <laughs> So here are some findings The group that is Most interested in politics Is 41 to 50
0: Ah, my mother lah <laughs> Not me
1: <laughs> But uh, it could be A potential problem right Because people between 18 and 21 Are considered like king makers huh? As in they could Effectively decide Who wins the election If they all decide To go and vote Serious Yeah because After parliament passed uh, Undi 18 uh, This group all qualified For automatic voter registration So they make up like 40% of new voters For the next general election
0: Right But this doesn't come As a surprise to me Because Okay you can see Now I'm fairly uh, interested In what happens Politically in this country mm-hmm. But when I was 18 Please lah I didn't care about politics I didn't care about election The only thing I voted for Was Prom King
1: You voted for yourself Is it?
0: Yeah (laughs) Didn't win It was rigged
1: What I don't get Is Like why they Did the survey on Facebook mm. Because people Between 18 to 21 Most of them they're, they're mostly on Twitter Discussing politics Or they're on TikTok Or they're on Instagram
0: No but coba In the previous US elections uh-huh. The one that, that When Trump won yeah. Facebook apparently Was uh, singled out As one of the main causes Because they were showing They were like Collecting all this data And showing potential uh, uh, Voters all Pro-Trump news And right. that's why he won so
1: okay maybe us different i don't know
0: yeah but if the problem here is that we are there's no interest uh, among the 18 to 20 year olds yeah. then what we could do is make these social media platforms educate them about politics a bit you know, integrate that into the log on process because now when they have to log on it's yeah. always like are you a robot <laughs> are you a robot? Who cares? All right, we are not robot. Instead of that question, yeah. ask like politically inclined questions so we can educate them a bit. Like when they log on, they say like, okay, so which vehicle is mm-hmm. always to blame? Is it the car? Is it the motorbike? Or is it the rocket? <laughs> <laughs> you know or, no. or the, the, the picture the picture with the squares one yeah. you can say like how many caramel macchiatos are in this picture <laughs> <laughs> uh, or or uh, you can say like can you identify uh, malaysia's deputy prime minister uh, that was a trick question because we don't have one okay <laughs> does no one have a problem with this fly fm
1: so we have a co-worker who is a movie reviewer on youtube he has nine followers now mm-hmm. and we thought it would be fun to bring him in to talk about his favorite movies it's time for more most since movie
0: Review. It's Mosin's so movie reviews hi, Mosin. Hello Wanita. I heard you have all been talking about youth and politics. Yes. So today I want to talk about one of my favorite movies with a strong political themes. Okay. This movie is so inspiring. Watching it made me want to vote even harder when the next election comes. You know, I will use both fingers and vote two times. Oh. Uh, yeah. So this movie is about okay. this revolutionary figure who has a lot of dangerous ideas in his Kapalawata. His ideas were so dangerous that his people actually halal him from his country.
2: Oh dear. yeah it turns
0: out the reason he has all these crazy ideas is because he wants to use them to fight the invaders who come and tax them every year kasian tau but because uh, he kena buang degree already, exiled, he thought it would be good lah to hire some warriors to come and fight off these invaders. And at first, it was a good plan. But the warriors pula all turned out to be clowns.
2: Oh. Yeah, so anyway, okay. the big
0: fight finally happens and they win. Because the revolutionary guy reminded everyone that the working class outnumbers the oppressors. Uh,
1: Mosin, are you talking about...
0: A Bug's Life Yes It was very Insectful You oh. know Like insightful Tapi pan I,
1: I get it So the Revolutionary figure Was the ant That
0: invented The harvesting machine Yes He was the one Who pioneered The industrial revolution In his homeland
1: Okay So the invaders Were then the grasshoppers And the tax is them Eating the
0: ant's food I don't understand Why we are constantly Repeating things That <laughs> everyone understands You know Anita. <laughs> okay lah So how do you rate this movie Okay It's an inspirational story That inspires me to be more politically involved and think more about labour rights in this country so zero stars ah, because because when I was watching the movie I spilled my sweet drink on the floor and so the ants all came but now I cannot kill them because I relate too much with them ah, last, last gonna it. not recommended
1: okay thank you that was more sense Movie Review it's
0: more sense Movie Reviews YFM.
1: This city in the Netherlands will ban advertisements that show meat.
0: So they need to cover up all the meat. Like, <laughs> can just wear tudung lah. <laughs> tudung saji, tudung saji.
1: <laughs> so this Dutch city of Harlem is set to become. Wait, there's a
0: Harlem. Yeah In Holland
1: H-A-A-R-L-B-N Harlem. Harlem They're taking it to the next level They're going to be the first in the world To ban advertisements for most meat Because of its impact on climate change Oh Which means right That the ban would target all like Cheap meat from intensive farming Which includes ads from fast food chains
0: Yeah I don't know man This feels more like Virtue signalling Because Okay Comics a bit sceptical But I don't think banning ads Will do anything Because people will like What they like I'm a meat eater You can show me Ad after ad of most of the most amazing tofu, uh, sorry man, I'm going for a steak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you think like okay, what's this tofu good with? Yeah, meat. <laughs> But ads do work. Uh, I know people who aren't even Blackpink fans, right? But they bought the drinks with Blackpink's face on the cans because they saw the ads. And ads are supposed to like affect you subconsciously. Well, I did media. We learned this in media psychology. It'll be in the back of your mind. Oh. Like if they don't grow up seeing these ads, it won't be normal
0: for them to want a fast food burger. Like it won't be ingrained. Maybe, maybe. But my problem with ads, especially those... Detergent ads for washing clothes, one is yeah. how unrealistic they are. I watch <laughs> them and my brain gets painful, one you
1: know. Why? I'm sure
0: you've seen this one. The you know, the detergent ad, right? Machi A yeah. is drying her clothes.
1: oh like outside the house.
0: Yes, and then suddenly her neighbour Machi B will show up and then will start criticising her laundry. People like, <laughs> eh, tak bersih lah, mina busuk lagi. Right? And, and Machi A, the poor lady, just stands there and takes all this abuse. <laughs> and, then, and in the end, she goes like, ah, oh, you're right lah. I should change to this new detergent Surgeon. Hello <laughs> Hello That is so unrealistic Because Because if Let's say I was Machi A Okay And I'm doing my laundry Which and will some, never
1: happen Yeah Okay but let's just say Let's
0: just say I am Machi A I'm doing my laundry And some busybody neighbour Shows up And criticises me Go like Hey yo Your clothes are still so dirty huh, And smelly I'll be like Hey who are you Okay <laughs> Is there a big sign At my house there Saying please come And criticise my laundry Don't have isn't it huh? Your husband so ugly I never say anything <laughs> I will pay to see that ad mm. But since Okay Since these people in Holland now Cannot show the daging Cannot show the meats yeah. In their advertisements Then she very simple workaround Just make a TV show About the meat what? Yeah Like, like what? F- fried squid game Oh <laughs> my god Modern family meal <laughs> Oh, I made your murtabak I can go on and on man. Fly F
1: so we're talking about advertisements Because the city in the Netherlands Is banning ads that show meat But it reminded me of this thing called Google Ad Profiles So you can go to uh, the, your Google Ad settings On your phone or whatever mm. To see what Google thinks you are Like if you know you wonder why you get certain ads When you're scrolling on Instagram or whatever um, It's because Google has an
0: image of you So the question is Who is this fella who spied on me Took my image and gave to Google <laughs> Without my permission
1: Nobody's interested in your image Okay <laughs> <laughs> it's based on the algorithm that uses the data that you key in into Google, and it kind of guesses who you are and what you like.
0: What's the What's the website?
1: Uh, just type adsettings.google.com dot slash authenticated. so
0: long, my God.
1: Just do it, lah. Okay. Then you can see like what Google thinks of you. Okay, no,
0: no, everybody. Okay, if you are if you are driving, don't know, But if you are in the office or what, uh, yeah. uh, what add adsettings.google.
1: adsettings. slash authenticated.
0: Okay. Got it? Um. Oh, so far so good. Okay, so they think I'm male. That's uh-huh. correct. Uh, 35 to 45 years old. Oh, yep, definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why were you laugh? Correct, Because
1: la. okay. you're on the other end
0: of that. <laughs> <Shh>. Okay. <laughs> um. So, uh, I like computer. Uh, video games. Correct. Okay. Uh, comedy films. Uh, well. Uh, dogs. Well done. Yeah. Uh. Hey, What is the toddlers? <laughs> Baby care, hygiene, baby feeding. Probably because you behave like a baby. <laughs> Shut up. <like. laughs> hey, this is getting weird lah. Like, dairy and eggs. I think, you know, someone has been searching for weird stuff using my phone.
1: <laughs> Mine says that I'm not a parent. Okay. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested in comedy films. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it also says... It also says, I'm married. What, what is this? They don't know nothing.
0: They, I may, I don't know, man. It's Google. Google <laughs> knows everything. So it's more likely uh, that you don't know you're married. <laughs> so hey, if any of you guys listening right now, are uh, doing this Google-ass thing with us, uh, and you are single, but Google says you're married, <laughs> I may be on air with your wife right now. <laughs> this is the Douglas Slim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. On Fly FM.